and welcome back to our 15th episode of an X League of their own. I'm JC. I'm Adeline. Yes, it is me. And I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking about leagues, just leagues in general. What is a league? Um, some etiquette <laughs> involved around league play. Um, and luckily we have a league runner here with us, <laughs> Alex, to help us on this uh, journey today. <laughs> well, buckle <laughs> up, <me>? kids. <laughs> yeah, who, me? Um, yeah, so most Axe Houses uh, have found that building a community around our sport is a great way to grow not just the sport itself, but the business. Um, most venues host your standard recreational leagues um that are eight weeks long um for the most part there have been some recent changes to leagues and we'll go over those a little bit later but most standard leagues are eight weeks uh your weeks one through seven you have 28 matches scheduled usually four per night and the top 16 at the end of that league and seven weeks will go into playoffs and playoffs are a double elimination tournament and usually start off best three out of five rounds. We'll eventually progress to best five out of seven rounds deeper into the bracket. A uh, couple differences between your regular league season and playoffs is that Big Axe is a much larger component during playoffs than you might find throughout your regular season. Uh, throughout the regular season to go to Big Axe, you need to tie through your match. That is either you and your opponent tying a single round and then you went around and your opponent wins another, that will get you to Big X. Or if you and your opponent manage to tie all three rounds, then you'll go to Big X as well, which is not uncommon, but um, it's pretty cool to see whenever you see two throwers tie all the way through. It makes things very exciting. Uh, whereas in playoffs, you're going to Big X every single round that you tie. So a lot of strategy involved there. But yeah, leagues are leagues are just a blast. I don't know. They're just a great time. It's cool to see so many different people come together and just bond over this really cool thing that we all do. Um, I think it's also important to note that there's a lot of like mini cultures within the Axe community. Each league is kind of its own little weird vibe <laughs> and its own frequency. Um, and you'll find, true. yeah, you'll find a lot of variety jumping from league to league even in the same venue. So I think that's great that there's so much diversity um, amongst the leagues and the community members themselves, and it just makes for a really great time. Um, typically a league night, you get your practice hour at most venues. Uh, you'll come in practice with your fellow league members before the matches start for the evening. Um, do you guys queue up your axes for the practice hour at your venues? Well. Um, when Urban Philly was still open, we had to, <laughs> there was, or it would have been chaos. <laughs> um, so we, we had to queue up or it would have been a fist fight for who was in next. Um, but now at Choppers, the leagues are a little smaller. So it's kind of just, you might put your ex up, people kind of look, but it's pretty general, like play it by ear at Choppers, um, which like right there is vast differences between two leagues like yeah, bloodbath and getting my practice hour or like meh i might get in <laughs> um yeah i've had both experiences um we do not at all in pittsburgh we don't like have that big of leagues even if we do we'll kind of like keep an eye out and be like okay i've been thrown for a minute someone just came in they need to practice like i'll come out and then maybe if their spot opens up later like i'll go back in and practice um, yeah, that's that's a good point. I have a question. What's the most and least, I guess, people that you've thrown in a league with for a season? Me? Uh, both or just you. in general? In general. Um, I mean, I've thrown... We have, like, a kind of... Not, like, a rule, but we're, like, 10 minimum is what we like to do. Just to, like, keep it, you know, going. Um... Back pre-COVID, we had, like, close to 30. We would have to split it up in the two leagues sometimes. And, like, we would actually have, like, the cutoff. What's the cutoff again? 30 for, 30 for Urban. Oh, no, I meant, um, but, like, for playoffs. Oh, like, top 16. 
Top 16. 16. Yeah, we had that. My first couple leagues, we had that. I mean, we don't have it anymore just because we don't have as many. But first couple leagues, we had that cut off and whoo, stressful. <laughs> That's so interesting because a majority of my leagues cut off. By majority, I mean almost every single one except our rec leagues on occasion. Um, this is actually a good point as well. Um, most leagues that I know of cap absolute max at 30 at least that's always been my experience in running urban um the minimum's five or six for a sanctioned league it's six, six. Okay. that's what i thought yeah that's what i um, thought so um yeah you get a wide wide variety of i've absolutely thrown with 32 people before <laughs> yeah no there's definitely long. yeah there's definitely been exceptions made um i know that i've made exceptions and stuff especially yeah. when we we're coming back from COVID and things like that. So that definitely changed how leagues ran. I remember pre-COVID, it's very strange, pre-COVID, everyone was there as early as they could possibly be to practice and we queued up our axes. We were always sold out at like 30 people per. Um, and yeah, you were like fighting to get practice time. <laughs> like you, it was just, it was a bonding experience to get there early and to like hang out with everybody and practice and get ready for the night. My, I have like a very vivid memory of my first year at IATC. We were at Doc Ellis for the like after the after party, and our league went live to buy in for the next season. And we would, our Sunday Red League would, I'm not kidding you, sell out in 24 hours. So we were <laughs> midnight, we're all <laughs> in Doc Ellis, and like someone got the email and it was. And everybody was scrambling, and there, I think there were like nine of us there, and we were all like, Yeah, I'm getting yeah. into league right now. Like, yeah, it was chaos. And now it's like last minute, I can, I'll, I'll pay for league the day before it starts. It's a little looser now. Yeah, back That's in the day, funny. man. That's funny. Um, we have a couple leagues, um, that sell out very quickly, um, in Baltimore. They, they're just like, cool. All my league members usually go silent if I give them a heads up that it's on a league night and we pause the matches so everybody can sign up and like take them in. We're like, cool, everyone, five minute timeout, three, two, one. And you could hear a pin drop in the building because everyone's just in their phones trying to sign up as quickly as possible because wow. it sucks being the one that doesn't get to get to make it in. It's funny, one of my leagues actually, I think for a whole year, we didn't have any rookies because you just, they just couldn't get in because it was already sold out before the leagues even went live to the public. That so. was my Sunday red league for a long time. We were the potluck fun league. <laughs> potluck fun league. Yeah. Yeah. We were the potluck league. Yeah. My um, Wednesday blue crew. They're, they're a great bunch. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so crazy how leagues can, they they really are like their own entities. Like they're so different. Like you said, even within a even within a night, like yeah, yeah Wednesday, it's a vast Wednesday black and Wednesday red. Don't interact. <laughs> they are different leagues. Um, no, I I don't mean they don't interact, but like the vibe. No, is I know just what you mean. Yeah, so yeah. incredibly different. Even standing across from each other. Um, but yeah, like there's always. If if you join a league at a venue and you're like, ooh, I don't like this, like try a different night because it definitely is could be totally different experience. Totally different people, totally different vibe. You can really like depending on how many leagues a venue ha ha hosts, you can find almost exactly what you're looking for. Are you looking for like a for fun? I am just here to like meet people league. Are you looking for like the step up middle ground league? Are you looking for a murder league? Like there's Something for everybody everywhere. You just got to find it. Yeah, literally whatever tickles your fancy. I mean, I think what's great about it is, right, most venues have that, that progression that throwers can take in terms of competitiveness, but the camaraderie and the sportsmanship are there no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool and a unique thing about our sport in general is, like, that is through and through the core of the community. And that stays no matter what kind of league you're in. And that's always just been something that just, I don't know. I kind of just am in awe of it. 
in all of it every time I think about it. It is. I mean, league's what kept us all here, right? Yeah, honestly. Those uh, <laughs> those friendships, those like just nights where you can go in after work and just hang out and just chuck some sharp shit. It's really just underrated how therapeutic mm-hmm. it can be. Yeah, it really is just like that let off steam moment, whether it is like the actual act of throwing an axe or just hanging out with friends, old friends, new friends, strangers, who knows? Yeah, it is. It's very it is something very special. I think so. I can't think of any other sport where you. I don't know. To me, it's just so unique that it's an individual sport that feels like a team. Mm-hmm. like the the home venue pride even the like wednesday blue pride like whatever league that you are in like there's there's so much pride in where you throw in the group of people that you throw with and it's just great being able to watch everyone progress over those seven weeks and then get to see everybody hang out have a good time and celebrate everyone's accomplishments on week eight that's always i love playoffs playoffs is my favorite week <laughs> to watch it's just i love hanging out with everybody it's such a good time i do enjoy playoffs do you guys do potlucks on your playoff sometimes sometimes we'll play in a potluck um my some of my leagues aren't potluck leagues uh in baltimore tuesday blue is the potluck league um they are the foodies i think there's a few chefs over in that league so they plan out well in advance like what they're doing and they got they got some bomb food let me tell you um (laughs) but um nah each league kind of has different traditions too like we're we go out to sharkies after playoffs local bar in baltimore um all the all my leaguers know that you are grounded for the next season if you don't go it's mandatory it's mandatory fun after playoffs you have to go especially if you're the champ i don't want to hear this Oh, I'm tired. I gotta go home. Nope, you gotta have one beer, one champ beer. Sorry, mm-hmm. or water if you're not drinking. That's fine too. But you gotta come. Um, yeah, yeah it is. It's that's speaking on like that league vibe and the pride. Like it definitely comes outside of the league too. Like bringing those friendships from the venue to a sidebar to like another event. Um, like I know urban Philly has been closed for over a year now and we still had back in December, we had a, or was it January? We had a, a Wednesday red meetup <laughs> to like <laughs> celebrate and see each other, which was really cool. Um, or Wednesday red black. Cause we were combined at the end, um, <laughs> into one page, but yeah, like that, the, the league exists, even though the building does not like it is <laughs> like, the community still exists. Um, yeah, they are just like so special. Yeah, you gotta find they really these. Are. If you're having trouble with your league, go to it every night. Find your people; they're out there. Or even just to meet new people. Like, yeah, I think it's good to league. just hop. Yeah. Um, and something I am excited about. Speaking about leagues, how they used to be, twenty-eight matches, eight weeks, seven week of play, one week of playoff. Um, changing the. I don't want to say qualification. What I'm looking, what word am I looking for? The requirement the number number is required. It is less now. The other uh, venues have the option now to have a 20 match season that can be thrown in. Correct me if I'm wrong. Five weeks, yep. four weeks of play, and a playoff. So it'd be about five matches a night, um, to kind of fit or everybody even- in. Or even five weeks. You could do either or. You could do four weeks of regular okay. play and have five matches a night, or you could do five weeks and do four matches and stick with yeah. that. Um, but I think that that having these shortened leagues definitely offers the people <clears throat> people options to move leagues more frequently. Because yeah. I know, like, there is that pride in your league, and like, I want to be in my league. But, like, I I want to try something else, but I feel bad. I don't want to leave this one. Like, having these shorter stints kind of allows that flexibility for, like, I do want to go try this other league, and it's only five weeks. I'll be back. Like, it just makes it a lot more flexible, I think, for the venue, too, and for throwers. So I am, I'm 
personally, I'm excited to kind of reap the benefit of that to try some other leagues. Because, again, I'm like, I don't want to leave my league. I like my league. I want to try <laughs> something else. So now I have the flexibility to do that. I'm excited. How are you guys feeling about shortened leagues? I'm excited that it definitely makes it less, I think, um, intimidating to new throwers, like bringing in rookies and stuff, right? Eight weeks can kind of sound like a long commitment. It sounds like a gym life commitment, and that can scare a lot of people. So um, I think that it's going to be good to be able to offer a shortened season for sure. Um, it also really helps out marathon leagues in terms of the workload on the venue for the day, right? It makes the day literally shorter, um, but can, oh. still has the benefit of being a qualifying league season for throwers, which is nice. I yeah. am a little bit stubborn and really want to stick with the 28 minutes for a marathon league personally. There's just something validating about getting through yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And it's not a short one. Like, oh, you did the whole thing. Yeah, you did the whole thing. You hiked this mountain with everybody all day. It's just your whole body suffering. hurts. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? It is just a little bit of like group masochism, I think. Is it? Yeah. And like, absolutely. we're all going through this absolute shit show together. <laughs> trauma, trauma bonding, I think, is what mostly axe throwing is, right? Like, crash course in trauma <laughs> bonding. <laughs> yes, precisely. Especially marathon leagues. Yeah, most especially. Um, have you guys done, either of you done an Ironman? No, two? I want to so bad. I want so to Choppers, so bad. Choppers does, I haven't done it either. Choppers does an Ironman where you're throwing in two leagues that are happening at the same time. One of which is a standard league. One is a premier league. But you are cycling through games all day so essentially what that's 56 games and yeah. two double elimination playoffs in one day just nuts it's sign nuts. me up sign me up no what's nuts is those year oh. things that's like an entire year's worth of league so five full 28 week seasons the, the chaotic mind of chris ross right Oh, my mans. I'm here. <laughs> talk talk about being in pain. At some point, you're throwing at, like, I don't know. Who's getting four 4 a.m.? Yeah, like, that doesn't sound fun to just suck so bad because you're so <laughs> tired. You can't even keep your eyes open long enough to see your ex at the target. No. Definitely a point of pride is would be the only thing to get me through that. Literally, and just to say you've done it. Literally. That's, Yeah. And I, I, I probably would be the one to do it at least once. But damn, like, oh god, my body hurts way. just thinking about it. It is intriguing. Like, I've seen that, and I'm like, maybe. And then I think about it for two seconds. I'm like, I don't hate myself that much. <laughs> Talk <laughs> A about bit, not that much. Uh -huh. <laughs> Never thought of axe throwing as a a through and through endurance sport until I think about a year <laughs> Who'd have thunk? A sport mostly revolved around alcohol <laughs> would be an right. endurance sport. <laughs> right? Like, what? Absolutely what? Oh, wow. um, I, I do think it's cool, though, that these shortened leagues, marathon leagues in particular, and even something like a yearathon can take care of the problem of, like, any kind of time management for people that cannot dedicate one night a week for eight weeks for... Mm -hmm the entire year, essentially, to qualify for things like ITC and other tournaments. Um, well, and it, it's nice that people sorry. can do it in a day now as opposed to eight weeks. Especially for people that live in like a uh, kind of I ITF barren zone where there aren't venues. Yeah. Like, or the nearest venue is two and a half hours away. Two and a half hours to a venue for eight weeks is nuts. So yeah. having the option of like maybe possibly more frequent marathon leagues definitely gives more is definitely more inclusive. It gives more people the opportunity to make or making these leagues more accessible to everybody regardless yeah. of location. Well, also too. making it easier on the venues. I, yes. this, I don't think these happen very often, but this does seem like a true win through and through for everybody. As long as, 
the price of league also goes down with the number of weeks and matches of any owners. I don't think a venue could swing that without getting severe pushback on. Yeah. These are literally less. Yeah. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, I think a lot of venues will. I'd, but, I'd be very surprised to see a venue take a hard stance and attempt to keep that price point the same. But there's asinine. the price point already varies 20 to 30 bucks, depending on what region you're in. Mm-hmm. For sure. So. But yeah, I would. I would be surprised to see prices not match the change in number of weeks and matches. Um, I have a question for you guys. So we talked about league pride and how people take such passion in their leagues. Um, how do you think that comes about? How does that community get fostered within a venue, within a league? Adeline. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, sorry. Um, I haven't talked in a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so sorry. I don't have a voice. That frog um, broke. Do you have water? Do you have tea? Yeah. You need hot, hot tea. I know. I've been drinking tea so much. With honey? Um, Just gargle honey. Oh. I can't too thick, man. Too thick sometimes. I am not making it. But comment. I love peanut butter, so it's I I'm just a bitch. Anyway. So I was real confused with where that statement was going. Anyway. <laughs> um no, so especially like here in Pittsburgh, a lot of our leagues are smaller anyway, so we really just kind of like bond with each other. Luckily a lot of us have known each other around pre COVID to like beginning of after COVID. And then, like, we're new people. We, like, bring them in. We just, like, show them what's up, help them all the time. But I think just the fact that of, luckily enough, like I said, luckily enough, we've all been with each other for quite some time. It's just like a, I don't know, it's like just a second family. And we've kind of, like, like, we're all at different venues, but we've all clumped each other together into like one thing like we're like the steel city group like anytime we travel we're like yeah we throw out of like different venues but we're like we're one big family regardless of where we throw out of and like issues that venues may have with each other we're all just one one big old family yeah but we love each other (laughs) absolutely um any community um i think it really i know that it started in baltimore for sure with matt harrisburg um that man built my home away from home my kind of everything for what keeps me in this crazy sport with everybody um so i definitely want to credit our wonderful league community in baltimore to him um since taking over as league master there that's really all that i tried to do is kind of preserve what he built because it's just everything um and i think it all starts with how we treat new people and our rookies when they come into the sport that support and that guidance i think is something that so many people don't expect when they think of coming into like a competitive sport or um you know activity right they don't expect their opponent to stop mid-match and coach them on how to beat them. That that just doesn't happen in anything else, really. So I think that a lot of people are surprised by, again, that, that guidance and that true support because we all just want to see everyone succeed and grow and get better. I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize that they maybe haven't experienced that outside in their life until they've come into axe throwing and then that those bonds just build over time more yeah. and more because they're they feel comfortable now and why wouldn't you when you have 30 strangers that want nothing more than to watch you succeed and make sure you're comfortable and having a good time every week like i can't think of a better place to go 
And I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been rookies. Yeah. We've all gone through those. We've grown throwing through pains. the throwing pains, like, you know? Um, we know how that 74 feels, that fucking dropped clutch, that uh, missed bull when your opponent's only up four. Like, we've literally all done it. The, I don't know, the fear, excitement. I think of throwing your first big axe and getting to your first big axe tiebreaker. Like, there's just, there's so many milestones to celebrate along the way. And, and I just think it's cool to share that with so many people. And absolutely. The, I mean, I know we always talk about like how cool the community is, but like there is nothing like when someone's about to hit a milestone and just everybody knows it. That mm -hmm. person didn't have to say a fucking thing. Nope. But, like they're about to hit. It's not like, hey guys, I'm on my last throw for a premiere 81. Like everybody in the room knows it. Everyone mm -hmm. shuts, the, shuts the hell up and like hides behind something with a video camera and tries to act like, casual. <laughs> tries to act really casual, but like everybody is on your side. Like, they're people, like, when you hit that milestone, people are celebrating with you. And when you miss it, people are, are mourning with you, right? Like, yeah, it, absolutely. It is a really cool feeling to know that, like, regardless of what happens, like, you're going to turn around and there is support, whether it was, like, things went your way or things did not. Like, people know what happened because they care and they're paying attention. And they're all yeah. your opponents. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's even in, like, big tournaments where, like, there's the potential to play the person behind you next. Like, it's... It is just, it's really special. It is. And I think it's, I think it's super funny too when, right, there's so many milestones that some people don't know them all. So I think it's always funny when somebody hits like, um, like a supernatural 75 or something like that, yeah. or even a new high score and they didn't know it was their high score. And someone like just pulls them aside someone and like knew. congratulates them. Yeah. Somebody else knows and they're like, yeah, they oh, didn't even cool. know. Like, I had no idea. That's really cool. Thanks for letting me know. Like, it's just, it's awesome how much genuine support there is, right? And, like, and I think that comes, I think it comes too from just like the nature of axe throwing brings in such a wide breadth of people. Like, it's not one kind of person that comes into this sport. It attracts no, it's the every kind. It's the weirdest. It's the kookiest. It's, the calmest it's the most it's just like everything it is yeah and it just creates this like nice little melting pot yeah the, just like love and support <laughs> the inclusivity that i have seen has really been unmatched um, yeah, right i think that's absolutely the pillar of the community is inclusivity yeah it's um urban has their league values and inclusivity is, I believe, the first one. You know, like it's. I think that's even in IETF, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, man, I have. This sport is really for everybody, right? It doesn't matter your gender, your sexual orientation, your religious views, your political views, any disabilities or shortcomings that you may have. It, this sport is truly for absolutely everybody. I've coached, I've coached people in wheelchairs. I've coached people that are 11. I've coached 95 <laughs> year olds. I've coached like people in wheelchairs. Like it's just, and the excitement of people stepping in to league with no expectations, right? They're just looking for something fun to do, something to get out of the house, uh, trying to meet new people even. And the excitement when they, just don't get through a round without dropping for the first time. Get through a match and like are close. Get their first win. Just so, so many milestones and so many things to be proud of. And it's just, it's so great to be a part of and get to watch week after week. I love having rookies. Rookies are fantastic. And I was I was just about to say too, like choppers, the way choppers has us set up, our our league lanes are typically right next to lanes that um for walk-ins and people in groups and constantly like someone will hit a clutch in one of the groups and you know the whole group erupts and we look at each other and we're like man you remember when we used to be this excited yeah. and I'm like, yeah. 
I that speaks to the point, point of like go to other leagues because like I'm in a murder league right now and I'm like no one's excited when I <laughs> you know just for what actually that's like Joey the hat every time I've been hitting a clutch he's <laughs> doing great in the back but like that excitement is still there we're just like oblivious we're just like kind of numb to it at this point but I think it's a good reminder of like why that that got us that feeling every single one of us went yep I like this I would like to come back please again and again and again and again like that's where we all started and it's 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 cool to like see it firsthand again sometimes or like when people get those first first milestones no matter where you're at on your axe throwing yeah I think it's it's great to to have those rookies in contrast to those veteran throwers because it really just <laughs> it reminds you where you came from like we yeah. all started from the bottom now we're here like we were all rookies you know yeah. like it's just and i think it keeps an appreciation for those moments and how special they were for us and how we want anyone else coming in behind us to also have that experience so everyone like it's an unspoken thing like you're cheering for all these milestones and yeah. not only is it it's not like a oh you have to it's a it's a genuine want to mm-hmm. pass on the experiences that we were all given by well, I think it's at the this throwers point, that were there when we came in it's like an unconscious thing <laughs> like we're just like oh, it's about to hit a thing like <laughs> Someone says someone's about to do something and it is like, where? <laughs> Who? Who's doing it? Like, it is just built into our DNA, I think, at this point. We've all just accepted that <laughs> this is who we are now. It's this fun in, little game, for sure. Way. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it's definitely just like a unconscious reaction at this point, like a or subconscious. It's just happening. What's happening? <laughs> 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 I don't even know that person and I'm excited. <laughs> Do you guys have any weird I don't know, like quirks in your leagues? Like something that you do that's just weird that your league does. Like JC, you guys used to play the chain gang. Right? Oh man. <laughs> okay. If there is anything I could have <laughs> taken from Urban Philly, I'm so sad that it wasn't the chains. So the way Urban Philly was set up, the lanes were kind of like butt to butt against each other. And there were pillars in between, like the standing room outside of the arena. Um, And so there were chains to separate between the pillars in case there were groups that came. And they were affixed to the center pillar. And they were like 15 foot chains are pretty long. Um, how did it start? When did it start? Couldn't tell you. But it became you got loops on your shoes or your belt and you're getting chained. If you were scoring or if you were even just standing in the same place for too long, um, you could easily get got by the chain and it was see how long they could be chained without them realizing. I think the longest we had someone had a chain on them for 40 minutes, I think. Stop. Timer. They just didn't move. Didn't get off for match, didn't move, had no idea. Um, man, I've changed so many people. Shoes, the back of sneakers, oh. some of them have like a loop on the back. And I mean, they're, no one ever got hurt because they're so, they were so long and so noisy. People would, <laughs> and you, I mean, as soon as you went to move, you're like, man, this chain's, there's something heavy on my foot. <laughs> it's a chain. Um, oh, that was easily the best, one of the best games was the chain game. And every, I don't think anybody ever got mad about it. Which was great. <laughs> it was, no, you're just like, damn, got me again. Yeah, bitch. literally. <laughs> belt loops. Oh, man. If you were like leaned over in the shirt belt, mm, I was very good at it. <laughs> we called it the Big Juicy Loops Federation. Big Juicy Loops. <laughs> it, it, it was just such a stupid game. <laughs> but like, so fun. Well, really next time you had, who had the finesse to like get the, the was a clamp. It was a clamp at the end, so like you had to be really gentle, so it wouldn't like slam shut or pull. So there was te- um, technique. There's technique. So we got those um, during COVID. That was part of how we like set up for social distancing. Mm-hmm. And Urban Baltimore still has two tables 
with them on there. So you know what? For the next uh, marathon league that we have in Baltimore, wherever we put them, I'll put those tables where the marathon league is, so you can chain gang initiate some people. I appreciate you so much because I'm pretty <laughs> good at it. I have Choppers doesn't have so now I am painless at Choppers, so I've defaulted to taking the if the beer I'm drinking has a sticker label on it. I peel it off and stick it to people's backs. Um, we did that to you one tournament. You did do it to me. Yeah, I, we I put it was at Countess last yeah. year. And we're just like, oh, oh my God, JC, we got to get a picture of your Philly space shirt. Like, That's <laughs> so weird. Oblivious. Oblivious. I have the picture on my phone. It's oh, so funny. I also have the picture on my phone. <laughs> I don't know, um, guys. I don't know that that beats uh, the, the pocket game. with Pocket show time. Oh. Pocket I was going to bring that up. Pocket Showtime. Someone freaking told him about the Facebook page. I was so mad about no! it. No! No! So, so if you don't know what that is, um, Showtime, <laughs> our lovely Showtime, has a voluptuous ass and cannot feel anything when you were to put something in his back pocket. He'd always wear comfortable pants for tournaments, like never wore jeans, always comfortable pants. Cannot feel anything for some reason. I don't know what his ass is made out of, but it's so <laughs> thick he cannot feel it. So we would get we would get small things like um like tickets, um pop small things. Excuse me, ma'am. I got an entire beer kit. Hold on, hold on. I'm not there yet. You're spoiling it. Okay, okay. We would okay. start off with small things like beer tabs, tickets, um, and we go to like straws, and, and it got to like a whole beer can at one point. But we would just take these things and we would just stick them in his pocket and we would record it and just try to not get noticed. And it got to a point where he was so fed up with it, he ripped off his pocket. It was like, I have it. I couldn't remember who had it. I what did I get? I think I got like a chunk of wood. Yeah, you did. You did. You got like a splinter because <laughs> I, I think at one point he just literally had an entire pocket full of trash. He did. <laughs> That's why he ripped his pocket off. I have. And then we went to his front pocket somehow. Yeah. And he still wasn't, wasn't oh, paying attention. Oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> Friend, go to, you might have like neuropathy. Go to the doctor. And um, so in my axe bag, I would always keep a Velcro bag of things for pocket show time. Anytime I'd see something small, I'd collect it and put it in that bag. So I was always prepared to put stuff in his pocket. <laughs> oh my god! I think I, I think that was the greatest game we ever invented was pocket show time. Oh, it's the best. What was it? Was it at um? That was, was at it Choppers. Choppers. Yeah, but Choppers. that was October, right? Mm -hmm. Not this past one, the year before. Yeah, like that I was, just any, oh my anytime, god, it was mainly Choppers because there was a lot of room to to get away I with it. I just remember laughing it's so, so uncontrollably <laughs> that I started to openly <laughs> sob. Tears were just oh. running down my face because about twenty people. Because people just, started watching us. People started, like, catching on to what we were doing. Yeah. So they would just stop doing whatever they were doing and watch us put shit in this man's pocket. And then he would, and then he would get, like, silent, silent claps if you got it. And then oh and there were points of, like, they were behind or, like, they were in front of him. <laughs> he's so funny but there would be points where people would literally just stare at us and then he'd turn around and then you'd like i'd go up to him and be like yo you're gonna stare like don't. That's, that's alex's butt <laughs> you got a beer tab in my butt so if you have a back pocket and a voluptuous ass that you can't feel anything you might might gotta bring we might have to bring it back we haven't, done so. that. we haven't done that in over a year. It's a great game. Fantastic That's, game. It's Man, a solid I, game. I, 10 out of 10 would that, recommend. Please send us like all the weird games that you were yeah. oh, we, oh, we had one that got taken away from us. So we, it was, this is probably <laughs> my favorite game we ever played. Um, we had, I don't even think you have them like we did, Alex, at Urban Philly. They were like tall buckets to put the axes in, but they were like, made of boards yeah we have those small. yep um and then there's like room for axes to get held in them or like water bottles or something yep. um and our 
big axe chain blockers were on these like movable wooden poles with like a chain. And the pole had this block on top that unscrewed from every single one, which we learned quickly they unscrewed. Um, so we would set up in a lane no one was using, like totally empty lane. We would set up the bin in the middle, like probably in between where the separator is between the two lanes. Um, yep. And we would stand out of the arena and like underhand try to get the block in the hole. We called it block hole. It <laughs> block was hole. we're my a favorite bunch game. when it comes to names. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, let me. T- big juicy loops. Block <laughs> block hole was really fun though. Because you're not going to damage anything. It's wood on wood. Yeah. It's a block for a pole. But, like, you had to really, because you couldn't get too much spin, because the, the the block wasn't too much smaller than the hole. So you had to be really <laughs> accurate. Get the block in the hole. The block in the hole. We had one season where, I think it was Dave, Comp, Will, some combination of the three of them, um, would bring in a different board game every week, and we would have a tournament during league of that board game of that board game so it was like classic which is like this uh rolling game there's like a board for it we did like connect four it was very fun but like a new game every week love um, it choppers now dave started a dart league so there's a dart league that runs like towards the end of league <laughs> in different leagues and they play darts. we do we do cornhole afterwards usually at sharky's sometimes at urban but uh yeah we do cornhole and we'll close the bar just playing cornhole in the back room like it's extras are a competitive lot people anything it can be literally anything i swear if we are out somehow find something to turn into a competitive game ring toss something anything I was on a hike with someone once and we got to this spot where there was like a little water pool and then like a, a cliff face in the front and mm-hmm. there was like a piece of trash at the top of it and we just threw rocks for like 45 minutes trying to hit it <laughs> and we were like wow are we predictable do we just like throwing things we've been here for 45 minutes throwing rocks at a piece of trash when um when Alan and I went to Hawaii in November, um I think it was our maybe our second or third day there, but we hadn't thrown anything and we were on a hike and there's this huge tree that had come um been taken down so it was a nice clean cut on the bottom and this thing was humongous and I always have a pocket knife on me I was like <laughs> so we just did that for probably fifteen twenty minutes just trying to get it to stick i did get it a few times but yeah we just oh man it's hard not to the urge is there it's just like throwing shit seriously though yeah send us, send us all your weird games that your league does if you have any or weird quirks i would love to hear what other people do the yeah the time when you're not throwing in league yeah, do do? especially if you guys have um, the leagues are on the bigger side and you have to wait a little bit longer in between matches. Mm-hmm. Love to love to hear what everyone's doing. Oh, we do can stomping in Baltimore too. We were doing that for a while, where you have to like try to stomp the can as flat, as perfectly down and crushed as possible. We rate them like different sizes are like we oh. go by premier scoring. I think 16 ounce cans are like big X. <laughs> 12 ounces your standard. <laughs> like it's funny. <laughs> what a creative bunch. <laughs> Honestly. Do you guys have any league pet peeves? I don't think so. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, my pet peeves from a coaching standpoint, we'll put it in the perspective, um, is when people take about 10 years to science before they call me or they, I walk over for science. I'm like, oh, we both think it's a three, but no, there's the answer. (laughs) There you go. Cool. It's a three. Good job, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. That's so funny. My, 
I love my leaguers. I really do. And they know too, by the face that I give them, if they've made a reasonable science call or not. And I'm always glad that they check if they don't know, of course. Right. Like, I don't want to ever discourage anybody from calling science or anything like that when they don't know what the answer is. But I just, I think it's funny sometimes when I walk out, I'm like, man, you've been throwing for three years. I know you know that that's good. <laughs> what am I doing over here? <laughs> it's just funny. My other pet peeve, though, is when people leave playoffs after they lose. I think we've talked about this before. But I just think that you should stay and celebrate. I agree. If you were, if you win, if you were in finals, you wouldn't just be like, oh, man, you know, I really got to get to bed. It's getting late. Like, I got to, I got to go. I got to work tomorrow. You know what? You can just have the win. Your ass would be playing. I would definitely say stay till playoffs, but one, I know, I don't know if I've actually, maybe like at a tournament when it's a lot of people, but like not nothing I've experienced in any league I've thrown is um, people hogging a lane during practice. Oh yeah. When there's a queue. Like if there's no one in line, go for it. Oh yeah. No one is replacing you, but like. But also pay attention for somebody coming in. Absolutely. Like, and partially, I think, not that that should be completely on the league runner, but like, the the thrower should be aware that like, hey, there's a line, be respectful, but I think it wouldn't be outside of a league runner to go, hey, three throws left. <laughs> yeah. Line. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, I've definitely encouraged talked to people movement. before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've definitely um, talked to people before and just been like, I usually do reminders, practice reminders specifically at the beginning of each season. I'm just like, you know, guys, just be courteous to your fellow league members. Everybody wants practice time and you guys can get as much of it as you want. You know, you just, I know pre pandemic, we used to fight over getting in <laughs> to practice and now we don't. It's just an interesting little culture change. But um, yeah, just, you know, pay attention. Pay attention to what's to what's going on. And I know some people forget or they're like, ooh, just like just one more and they're like close or whatever the case may be. But just because uh you get into practice doesn't mean that's the only time you're gonna be able to throw for that hour. So don't try to get twenty minutes worth of throwing in, in one in one go, guys. <laughs> just, you know, hop in, 15, 20 throws, get warmed up, hop out. But like JC said, if nobody's nobody's there if there's nobody waiting to get in then yeah keep going but everybody wants practice time and is entitled to it and i wish i can't remember what venue i was at that kind of had i mean every lane has someone in it to like monitor but they were like monitoring throws and honestly it was amazing because the line (laughs) moved so fast like i wish that was almost mandatory like for the practice hour at tournaments specifically of like you get 20 and we're moving on or 25 or whatever. And then we're moving to the next person. Like, how do you guys feel about, um, big X warmups specifically in relation to big tournaments? Like you were just talking about JC. Cause I know there's a couple ways that different people do it. Some people do the, like one throw at a time. Sometimes people that. do the two throwers and you go, you do your three and then you hop out the next two come in. They rotate Adeline. I like how Choppers does it when, like, they ha- dedicate the four, four like lanes, and you do four big axers, and you get back in the line, and you just do. Yeah, if your stance is short enough to use two of those lanes. Okay, none of us are yeah. Kevin Bradley. Okay, I, am, I stand that. I, I, <laughs> okay, but I anyway, throw and pretend I can. I can't. I need to be out further. So, like, I know I get that, but I, I like. I like that kind of like move. Yes. You, you I get agree. a good couple or um like theoretically, yes, that would be amazing if yeah. those lanes actually fit yeah. all big X don't. I don't know that I've thrown at another venue that's done it that way, but I do appreciate that way for the reasons that Adeline does. Um those lanes are perfect for me on the inside. That is right well, where I stand for mine. And I recognize, obviously, not all people throw in the same spot. 
<laughs> yeah, my um, foot goes right up on the wall and I take my nice little step. I actually like throwing on the inside lanes at Chopper's better than the outside ones. Gross. That's uh, like, literally perfect for where I throw. <laughs> I prefer, my favorite is two throwers back and forth with three throws. I like that one too. I was going to mention that. Because there's also like, you while you're walking back, that other person is setting up and you get that like, a little moment. It's it's very much like what would happen in match. I think. Oh, that's, that's a like good point. Yeah. You get like, you know, a little bit of time between your throws, but it's not a ton. Just enough. Versus like everybody does one throw and then you throw one every five minutes, which sucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, depending on the venue and how the lanes are situated, I think like the two people, three throws is probably the most accessible. Um, yeah. If chop if choppers lanes were deep enough, I would I do like the four straight across, but I don't fit in two of them. So I think <laughs> yeah about it. <laughs> I think the four across is definitely my preferred. And then the swapping. I don't know. The swapping makes it feel to me like it takes longer. I know that it doesn't. But I'm standing still in line as opposed to moving every time someone throws. So it just feels longer. I know that it's not, but I hate being in line for that one. So after talking about leagues, all of our big axe preferences, all of our little quirks of our own leagues, what keeps you guys coming back to your own leagues every week? Adeline. Oh, okay. Um... My literally fuck off. My uh spit <laughs> <laughs> my water out. Like <laughs> I personally me, it's the people and like the fun competitiveness that we all have. I think it's just like and if I didn't have league, what the hell am I gonna do with my life? You know? I come home and then I'm like, what do I do? go back in my backyard and throw. So it's like, it's me out of the house. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, work. Um, I have to be there. <laughs> um, I got a clock in. No. Um, honestly, leagues and the league community is what keeps me wanting to work and be able to have such a hands-on experience and be able to make leagues better and to make sure that they stay the welcoming place that they have always been. Um, it's the camaraderie for me. It really is just the, the bonds that I've made, the friendships, this podcast, like everything has started with leagues and I just, nothing makes me more proud as a coach than to watch the growth of my throwers throughout the season. It, it's so, so incredible to me. Um, it's one of my favorite things about leagues. Um, so that's definitely what keeps me coming back to coach them as a competitor. Almost all the exact same reasons. Um, it's just great. I mean, they, they push me to be better and to grow and to challenge myself. And we have a damn good time while we're doing it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what keeps me coming back. What about um, you, Jay-Z? Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, all of that. And just the like I've I've absolutely I know you all have too, but just absolute lifelong friendships I've made with people I've met throwing in an axe league. How dumb. But like I <laughs> I, I couldn't be more grateful to meeting all these people. And that's, it's like mandatory friend hangout time, right? Like we, especially when, or I know I talk about Urban Philly closing a lot, but like it, it was impactful. Um, <laughs> it was basically what we talked about the most was like, wow, we all have become such great friends. And this was like the easiest way for us to just hang out every single week without like, trying to make plans with each other like who's free on this night like those endless text threads you get with your friend group of like 
everybody's free but this one person and da 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 and like the league night became that time where it was I don't want to say minimal effort but like didn't take planning like everybody just signed up for league and you got to we get to see our best friends yeah it's it's built in quality time with absolutely with your friends and and now it like especially like g- growing up and now being an adult, it's really fucking hard <laughs> to find that time. So like having that built-in time is just—I I don't want to say the word easy because that just sounds like it diminishes it. But it, it's, it's convenient. Just, that also sounds like it diminishes it. It just like it—it's just like this unspoken agreement. Like we're all in this when we can. Like obviously, if someone can't, they can't. But like. It it was just that place for us to like hang out without the fuss, without drama, without expectation. Like it's it's it was it is just that built in friend time, and I'm so grateful for it because it had just changed my life completely. Um, yeah, that's why I keep going back to see the people I love. <laughs> I think I've seen this on a t-shirt before. Actually, it's cheaper than therapy. Yeah, you, <laughs> you got 29 therapists instead of just one. That sounds like a fucking bargain to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, leagues. Leagues are the best. If you, if you haven't ever thrown in a league and you're listening, I promise you will not regret it and you will learn at least one thing about yourself from throwing in a league. And who knows, you might even just catch the bug. Um, I know we got a couple of listeners that are great supporters of us that do not throw, but uh, I would encourage everyone to give it a try at least once. Yes, definitely. All right. And with that, I think it's time for the hot take hat, I believe. A hot take hat. A hot take hat. I'm going to shake it imaginarily, and I'm going to pull Alex out of it. <laughs> all right, Alex. <laughs> um, all right, today's hot take um, for leagues in particular, um, as great as leagues are, as many cool people as cool. You, <laughs> okay, as sure. you meet and get to hang out with um, in these leagues, um, you can be friends with somebody in league, and you do not have to be friends with them outside of league. Like, there are so many people that can get personally offended that they weren't invited to so and so's house or so and so's event, or these group of people got together from league and I didn't get invited. Guys, <laughs> we're all adults. We're all friends, but sometimes we don't need to share any more of our time with particular people. Sometimes we just don't have the energy for the personality. Sometimes we just vibe better with other people and we're real selective with who we give our time to. And that is okay to do on personal time outside of league, as long as everybody is being courteous and respectful while at league and sharing that space. Um, man, I a big pet peeve as a league runner and something I really have zero tolerance for is Outside drama being brought back to league nights, absolutely not. Keep it out of my building. <laughs> it it really has no business <laughs> there. And league is supposed to be fun, right? Like JC said, it's that built-in time to spend with friends and enjoy each other's company, not hash up with more drama and bullshit. We have enough of that outside of league nights. Um, absolutely. As the person who just said that. All of the lovely friends that I've made. <laughs> um, that does not need to be every person in the league, right? That's just in general. Like, I, you're not going to be friends with every person you meet. Can you be civil and cordial and friendly? Yeah, absolutely. But that a friend does not make. So <laughs> exactly what uh, uh, Alex just said. Like, if, you might not vibe with everybody, and it's okay. Relax. Everybody's an adult. You don't have to invite everybody to your birthday party just because they throw in your ex league. But my mom said I had to invite everybody. (laughs) 
Everybody in the class gets invitations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we ain't in elementary school anymore. Everybody gets a Valentine. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I think we can all be grown-ups at this point and understand that's not how friendships work. (laughs) Most of us have enough new... uh, (laughs) I've got a motto with my one friend group and it's no new friends. (laughs) 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 We're at capacity. No new friends. Um, you can't sit with us. <laughs> I'm sorry, too late. <laughs> we're at we're full up. rosters. <laughs> rosters full. I'll let you know when we're taking applications. <laughs> That's how my high school friend group is, unless it's like significant others. Then we'll add them. But we're just like, yeah. no, this is our group. It's been our group since we were like 12, and we're not adding people to it. We tried that and it didn't work, so we're not. We're not doing that. Significant others, awesome. Maybe if they're like Jake level of special, they'll get. He included himself, so like that's that's on him. But we need to add a new people if we don't have to. Yeah, good hot take. No new friends. No new friends. (laughs) No new friends. Is that the is that our title? (laughs) No new friends. No, that is not our title. (laughs) Oh, all right. Should we move on to shout outs? Shout out. Oh, yeah. We got another long list and I'm here for it. All right. Let's congratulate Anna Soik for hitting a big axe. uh, Sorry, Waddle Big Axe perfect score of 46 at her Waddle Big Axe League at Krabby Axe in Maryland. Nice. That's exciting. Congratulations. We've got Anna Schusterman from Villiers Tuesday Black with her first 81. Congratulations. (laughs) Keep them coming. The second one's harder. I'm so sorry. Um, There was a large Grand Slam tournament uh, this past weekend at LAX um, with some really awesome women coming out out of those brackets. Uh, Haley Weber, Stargirl, came first in the under and the Grand Slam. Ooh. And Show Pro Sarah came in third in the under. Nice. Ooh. Okay, we're going to have to cut this. What does this mean? The change for that's hers. That's her. That's her league name. I forgot to put, like, oh, uh, Ashley changed yeah, the I was change. Like, the, she is okay. the change. Got yeah, like, it. that's her okay. thing. Well, I Show right. Pro Sarah, I just, like, yeah, I I was like, what the I'm fuck? Sorry, I forgot the. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay, that's her it, league got name. Got it, got it, got it. All right, and Ashley Change the Change came in fourth in the under in the Grand Slam. Ooh. So, top four, three women. Hell yeah, fucking phenomenal. Keep it up. Um, in the next day was the Open tournament, I believe, right? Where there were four main one, four yeah, like house four, four spots round two. And Heather Hansen, um, H bomb came in, got a bid coming in fifth in that. Hell yeah! I believe that tournament was probably Golden State Classic. That was incredible, awesome. Yes. Um, congratulations. We love to see more women just bypassing right to round two. Beep beep boo. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Love um, it. also this past weekend was the Winter Axe Games down at Game of Axes in Florida. And Amanda Panda got uh, came in first with her doubles partner in the Winter Axe nice. Games. Nice, mm. nice, nice. And Carrie McGee came in third in the Big X Blackjack at the Winter Axe Games. Oh yeah. Hell and lastly, yeah. we have Samantha Spencer, aka Topless, hit her Big X eighty-one. Ooh. Awesome! Congratulations, Ooh. everyone! Fucking keep it up. Send us all of your shout-outs. Anything we want. Small wins, big wins, milestones. Send us all the things. We want to shout them out and keep that excitement going for you and for us, honestly. We talked about it earlier. How we've forgotten the days of yore where small milestones felt like big ones. And we want to relieve them with you because they are meaningful. Um, So please send them. Let us celebrate you. Yes, send them Instagram, an X League of Their Own 81. You can send us an email at an X League of Their Own at gmail.com. You can send us a Facebook message. You can send a carrier pigeon. Uh, you can uh, <laughs> You can buy a merch. You can, you can leave a comment. 
You can buy our merch and leave a comment in the section of what you want, oh, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't forget, that closes on the 24th for the first order that will be at the U.S. Champs. Saturday, February 24th, the order will close. Um, it will reopen at some point, but we don't have a date for you for that. So you might as well. It'll be before Countess Cup. You can you can choose when and where you would like your merch picked up. Um, if you want it shipped, if you want it picked up the US Champs, if you want to pick up at Countess, IATC, if you want to pick it up from one of us at the venues you see at us at every week, um, please let us know, or please, sorry, please buy our merch. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're we're so thrilled to see how many orders have already come in. Um, and I just am so humbled and excited. So thank you if you've already ordered something. And if you haven't, please do it before Saturday. Yay. If not, you gotta wait. Yeah, yes. Gotta wait. Thank you guys so much for the support. It, I know, I feel like I say this almost every every episode. That it really just means the absolute most to us. But it does, and I don't want you guys to forget how thankful we are for your support week in and week out. Super thankful. Yep, I've only. I don't have a goddamn voice, and I'm still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our hearts. One big axe, fam. Wouldn't have it without <laughs> any of this. All right. But don't forget. There's no crying in That wasn't terrible, oh, guys. No. That wasn't terrible. That, was I, fun. that sounded awful from my end. <laughs> oh. It was you sure it just wasn't me. Oh. It probably was just me. One day. One day. <laughs> We'll just have Someday. to use that oh, never. ever, ever, Today every time. That day. <laughs> Damn it. All, All right. right. Until next time. Until next, Until next time. time. Bye. 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 <laughs> Try it. Do it. Try I it. did. Bye. Try again. Bye. <laughs> I really tried. Like, I can't go high pitch. Yeah, it's it like stopped. Forge of the jungle. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>